and then it tastes like styrofoam. I took a bottle rocket up the nose when I was seven. And then it tastes like styrofoam. I took a bottle rocket up the nose when I was seven. like styrofoam. I took a bottle rocket up the nose when I was seven. Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Big slash streaming service and chill. And today, I present to you Temple of Doom. The second, yet the first in the Indiana Jones trilogy. Not quadrology, as they would have you believe, because some people don't like to include the movie about the crystal skulls and the aliens and all that good stuff as uh, as part of the Indiana Jones canon. However, it is part of the canon. So I guess part two of the quadrology, we'll call it that. We'll part, call it part two, however, the very first part of the quadrology. And I am joined by Scotty and Sean from Zoobox. Very excited to have Sean. We had his brother Dan on, which is pretty cool. Now we've got Sean. I don't know if we're going to get any more of the... Sean, Dan, family members in here. I don't know if you've got a, they've got a sister. Maybe they got a sister who reviews stuff, and we'll talk to her if they do. Whatever she reviews, we'll have her on. All right, so aside from Temple of Doom, Temple of Doom, Temple of Doom, here's some of the topics we discussed. Indiana Jones and the undercurrent of incest, piranha sunglasses, the Norwegian Iditarod racer who is stuck in Alaska, Gigi Allen, Taylor Swift, streaming services, dating jewel, Zach Brown, Jay Dyer, Liz Cronlin, Zubox, X22 Report, Steve Irwin has downloadable content, more Warner Von Braun, the Iraqi Stargate, Biff is Trump, Predator 2, Gone Fishing, and Danny Glover killing the Predator. Also, uh, his role in multiple riots. And we included the links. I've included the links. There you go. Boom. Just go down into the descriptions, check out the links, and see what we got there. All right, shout out to my supporters. Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive in lovely Seoul.Nut, Alaska. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, as well as their website, theironasylumgymak.com. The website is currently stocked with t-shirts, hoodies, hats, duffel bags, booty shorts, and all sorts of very, very cool stuff with free shipping on orders over $100. The website, again, is theironasylumgymak.com. For more information, call 907-953-4720. By the way, they're open. So if you're looking for a place to go uh, get a sweat on before you go get your sweat on outside, enjoying this beautiful vitamin D sunshine, wherever you're at, but we're in Alaska, so we got a lot of sunshine. Anywho, for those of you who are not in Alaska or not on, on the Kenai Peninsula, the Iron Asylum doesn't do a whole lot for you, or for that matter, a whole bunch of, you know, like light. Because you may or may not have a lot of light right now. You could be in a part of the world that's like dark half the year. Kind of like this place. In certain places. It's a big place. And so, you know, like we don't always have, you know, like the whole state is 24 hours of darkness. And that's, that's certain places that are really north. Here, we've only got like 22. Big difference. 
All right, Red Run Cannabis Company, located on the Kenai Spur Highway. They are the growers of fine cannabis, the makers of fine concentrates, and the brewmeister of Hashay, the number one edible in the state of Alaska. They also have honey sticks. Boom, it's another new product. And they've also got blueberry hashade. You guys were asking for it, you gals were asking for it, you others were asking for it, and that is a thing that is available now. Now if you stop into their retail, you will be able to check out some flour from some of your favorite growers and mine, including Bob's Morning Bear, Warner Brothers, Great Land Ganja, Tundra Jane, Frozen North Farms, and many, many more. They also carry edibles from Lady Grey, the makers of cookies, breath mints, ice cream, birch syrup, and suppositories. Well, you were looking for a suppository? There is a suppository for you. All right, you can throw the birch syrup into any pancakes, and you can throw the suppository in. Well, you can figure that one out. All right, aside from Lady Grey edibles, they also carry edibles from Baked Alaska, Glacier Gummies, Creative Confections. In fact, if there is um, an edible or a line of edibles in the great state of Alaska that you're looking for and you cannot find, ask Redmond. Our best. They will. They will do their best to get their get whatever it is that you're looking for. All right. They also carry CBD products from Frontier CBD. They also carry CBD lotion specifically. So if your hands are kind of run uh, run dry, run dry. They run dry. Your hands are dry. They've got lotion for you. They've got CBD lotion. So there you go. Boom. Get yourself taken care of. Get some CBD in your life. RedRunCannabisCompany.com for more information as well as weed maps for their current menu. All right, 5150 Vapes, located in the heart of Soldatna. They are your home for American-made CBD vape products from brands like Naked and Blue Label. And if you call ahead, you can get your order put in. There you go. Call in early, get your order. Boom shakalaka. All right, AK-49 Martial Arts, AKA Bang Muay Thai, AKA Mountain Jiu-Jitsu, located in the Peninsula Center Mall. Your coaches are still available for coaching but their methods and training have not changed because they're open, they're a gym, and we live in Alaska. So jujitsu, jujitsu is legal here. If you live in a place like, a place like Oregon, jujitsu might not be legal for a little while. So there you go. But you're in a place, if you're in Alaska, where you can do jujitsu. You can go up north to, to Legacy and Anchorage. You can go up to Fairbanks. I don't know who they've got that you can roll with, but certainly uh, you got the, you got uh, Legacy, you got Crazy Va, you got uh, ABJJ, you got a plethora of places to train uh, in Anchorage. In fact, you've got Matsu MMA. Boom, there you go. Matsu MMA. If you're out in the valley, check out Matsu MMA. Boom, lots of places to go get some training done. All right, if you are hungry, the Schnitzel Bomber, located on the corner of K Beach and Poppy, rated five out of five on Facebook. I could tell you what this week's special is, but I would recommend just going in there and Asking them to freestyle something for you. It's like, you know what? This is kind of what I'm feeling. Can you make something happen with that? And they can make something happen. They also have gift cards. And if you don't know what you want, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, get the uh, the $5 mashed potato shank of schnitzel sauerkraut sundae. All right, it's five bucks. And it's three of my favorite things in the world in a cup. Boom. It's, uh, think of it as like your cup of coffee, but with more potatoes and sauerkraut, unless you get sauerkraut coffee, in which case, you're a strange human being.
As per 3AAC 306.360, Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate no, a vehicle I, uh, or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated yeah. with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children and eating. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Now, now where in the universe are you? I live in uh, South Carolina. I border Georgia. I'm like right outside of uh, Augusta, Georgia. Okay. Yeah. All right, good, good story. All right. It is. It's a great story. Um, <laughs> I live, uh, I live in a nice little working class neighborhood. Uh, my neighbor's kind of a hillbilly. Gotta tell him to stop burning trash in his backyard. It was nice. So your neighbor's basically me. Uh, my Probably. Is, if, yeah. you're, if you're one of these assholes that thinks they have the right to smoke out the neighborhood and look at smolder for three days, then yeah, I guess that is you. Yeah, also. Mrs. Burn Pits. That's really what it comes down to. It's like. I, I miss that smell of my neighborhood smelling like everything that I, I know of being burned. Yeah. Um, every now and then I'll go steal a tire from the local tire store and just throw it in the fire pit. Just, just, to, let, just let it ride. Yeah. You're a real nice guy, Scotty. You're hey, man. Nice I got to take care of the environment. It takes care of me. <laughs> oh, man. I actually, I pulled about 50 beer cans out of a river today while scuba diving. Did you get any GoPros? I got one GoPro today and these sweet sunglasses. Very nice. Yeah. They're, like per- they're piranhas. They're worth about 12 bucks on eBay. Ah, nice, nice. I mean, those are that's that, that's that high. That's like um, hug sunglasses. The like the, the high quality gas station. <laughs> like that's how you know you went to a good gas station to buy uh, your sunglasses when they're either hug or piranha. That's how I know that you live in Alaska. I lived in Anchorage for about uh, almost three years back in my early 20s. And I worked at a gas station slash liquor store. I worked at one of the Tesoros. And uh, we did. We sold pug sunglasses and pug paraphernalia. This is something I know nothing about. Yeah. Pug's pug legit, man. Pug's a... Okay, so I live on the... They're not piranha. I don't care. And you shouldn't. You know what? That's basically... Piranha is like the, the the Rolex of gas station sunglasses. And I found them in the river. Yeah. Those ones cost like 17 bucks, and the other ones cost 12 Yeah, they've got like real wood laminate on the side of it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, especially in the in the time of social distancing, like you only got to fool people from a distance. You know, nobody can really get close enough to you to really know that you're not, you know, that you're not the swagger guy, you're not the swagger. Everything is bootleg. Yeah. yeah I, I got pretty close to a British guy's brewery uh, mid morning today. So. Last guy, I don't want to hear about your first one. He didn't think I would do it, baby. He didn't think I would run up on him when he was in the toilet. He didn't think I would do it. No, there I doing... was. There I was, a face full of full of British dude. Just yeah. him and his tuckus just in my face. And a whole lot of Brit butt. 
he was floating, he was floating the river, and he had a whole bunch of women with him. And they saw me pop up. He's like, "Oh, watch out, mates! It's like sharks and minnows." I was like, "I'm coming for you, buddy!" Thunder, and I popped up right into his uh, raft. He did not expect that. Those Americans—they're just so friendly. Those cheeky bastards. What is what is a social distance? Here's one for you. The, um, there's a guy, and I'm not sure if he actually won the Iditarod, but he's a, a Norwegian competitor. I think it is the guy that actually won the Iditarod. Is uh, still stuck in Alaska because of uh, travel restrictions. Oh wow! Yeah. That shit I mean, wrapped, wrapped up in March. It's hard to get out of there in general, anyways, and I can't imagine the extra extra, extra thing of having a pandemic going on. Or a legend pandemic, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever you with with like thirty dogs, but now you gotta do it with thirty dogs. Like, like travel, getting stuck in like, oh, I was stuck in Chicago, and and all, and and all I could find to eat was Domino's. It was all there was there, and we tried to go to the subway that Jesse Smollett went to. Well, you know, nowadays if he waits around long enough, maybe he can speak to somebody from the. Discovery Channel or National Geographic and get himself a show. Why doesn't he have a show? If you're I don't the, know. When the Iditarod, I feel like he should get a reality show. I agree. I mean, that thing's a bad... Like, that should be one of the prizes. Like, oh, and you get a reality show. Uh, <laughs> you know. But on the reality show, you have to go live in the bush and uh, try to start a family. There you go. So, that's, that's the newest one I saw on Netflix. It was... A, uh, something the wilderness challenge or something people trying to build like beautiful homes in the bush and like that's the challenge is to do it and then try to build. yeah where people have been living for thousands of years yes but they want to live like white people <laughs> <laughs> you know they want to live like they want they want to live they like want a chalet yeah they, they want a nice... satellite up on the roof they they want they want all of the channels that they're that we're telling them they shouldn't be watching. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a, it's it's interesting. Um, and then there's like the whole there's a whole other uh, side of this with like with the the fame aspect that goes along with any of this. So like I'm not breaking it like like telling anyone's secrets. Like Jewel lives about an hour and fifteen minutes away from here in Homer. Uh, yeah. And so does Zach Brown. Zach Brown has a hundred acres on the side of a mountain in Homer, Alaska. Okay. So, so um, there's an easement. There's like a walking path that goes through his property that's actually been grandfathered in, uh, so that you can actually go for a stroll on Zach Brown's property. Oh, well, that's that's nice of him. No, he's very upset about that. He's very upset about people <laughs> being able to come to his house and wave at him. What about Jewel? Is Jewel cool? I mean, I know Jewel is from there. Yeah, okay. So Jewel's family, and I don't know if this is something they still do, but I went to the property a couple years ago. Um, a buddy of mine had a buddy who I don't know how he finagled it. A guy of a guy. A guy of a guy who yeah. I guess he probably got it while he was deployed. Uh, but somehow he got a room um, staying on on uh, her family's property, the Kilchers. Okay. Uh, and they because they've got a a huge compound out here. Now it's not out in the woods like they would portray it. Like they portray it like, oh, they live fucking three hours away from anything. No. Yeah. They are a five minute bike ride from downtown Homer. Yeah. Um, 
you could walk to Subway in Homer, Alaska, and, oh, okay. and walk back to her place in in a reasonable amount of time. Um, but yeah, she was there. She you know she was visiting her family and very short lady, a tiny smaller mm. person. Um, yeah. However, her boyfriend, I don't know if she's still with the guy at the time, at, at the moment, is, uh, looks like he was chiseled from stone. Like, he's a dude that, oh. it, like, he's a, he's a dude that you would expect, like, if you, if, if your wife had $40 million and left you, it's what you would expect her to pull up with. Like, it's yeah. the, it's the $40 million hot chick equivalent of, like, a trophy boyfriend. Well, that's you know, and from spending some time in Alaska, the the uh, because of the disparity between men and women, there's a lot more men than women. Like your market value is much different. You know? Oh, ab- absolutely. So I guess in a certain way, maybe it kind of plays into that. Maybe well, a little no. bit. I mean, if He's I was an Alaskan dude, I'd be trying to get with Jewel. That's no, this dude. Know. This wasn't an Alaskan dude. This dude was a quarterback for uh, uh, for the Colts. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like she, she imported some some hot dude. Like she didn't find like some, also, fucking chiseled from stone and is like is made from the gods. No, she imported some dude, some Leonidas looking guy who throws yeah. a, a football around. Well, that's. I mean, hey, good for her. Good, good for her. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, no, hard work. Hard work pays off. Well, you know what I think she should have done? She should have gone to the Iron Asylum and just found a man out of there. Problem solved. Yes. Yes, she could have done that. However, I think at that point, and I don't know if she's still with this dude. She's probably moved on to some guy who's like younger and more athletic. Um, yeah, Soccer because, players. Yeah, yes. probably. Like she's <laughs> like a like a water polo dude. You know, just you know, like okay. whatever. Fuck it. Fuck it. Well, you I know, there's a lot of water polo going on in Alaska. But she's got to find the right balance. You know, she's an artist. You know, you got to have something to sing about. You can't sing about a happy life. Nobody wants to hear Jewel singing about happy life, happy times in Homer. Yeah. You're you right. Find... Why do you think Taylor Swift does so good? Because she's just banging dude after dude and then making break well, yeah. songs. Well, yeah, yeah. She well, she dates people that are inherently self-destructive. And yeah. you I, go. you know what? Bring back any one of us. Down. Bring back Gigi Allen, resurrect the Gigi <laughs> Allen clone him, all right, and then and then put him in a relationship with Taylor Swift and see what kind of musical oh. masterpiece she comes out with. So no, I've got a I've got a, a friend of mine I highly respect, uh, and he told me like he was almost making a confession to me. He's like, it's like Bill, I really like Taylor Swift, like <laughs> like he was like he was like he's like Bill conflicted, I, yeah. He said it like that. He's like, I'm, I don't know what to say and how to share this with you, but I need to share this pain with you. Um, so, yeah, let's get it with Gigi Allen. All right. Or. I agree. I, I don't know. Who? I want, a, I want a TV show of that, though. You know, Just I want a TV show. And I want uh, Gigi Allen. And I want Todd Phillips to direct the TV show because he did the documentary. He did about the Gigi documentary. Yeah. Yes. I watched that with my wife. That was what. <laughs> we we're still married which is sweet i've got a i've got a, a gg allen sticker on uh on my laptop and i actually i got a gg allen i love gg allen gg allen's perfect but yeah todd phillips uh director of one of the funniest comedies ever and it's two shitty sequels um oh there's there's my gg allen sticker there you go See yeah. that's that's a real represent right there oh my gosh it's not every day you meet somebody that's even heard of gg allen Oh, shout out to uh, shout out to Gutter Christ Productions out of New Jersey. They make these. 
There you go. He makes cool shit. Buy yeah. his cool shit. My, uh, I had a, I had a friend um, in high school whose mom dated Gigi Allen when they were in high school because she, he's from New Hampshire. Can we get I her on the podcast? I wish I knew who she was. I, I only <laughs> met her one time. But uh, yeah, she used to like that's that was the thing. You would go to this kid's house, and then his mom would tell you about how she dated Gigi Allen and thought he was a pretty nice guy, and she doesn't know what happened. <laughs> turns out, turns out she's actually dating Merle. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I asked. I had a buddy actually. I I just reconnected with him recently. He used to play with. He's we're you know I'm from Massachusetts, so it's a lot of that's uh, people yeah. from Boston area. And uh, he lived in Boston. He was in a band, and he used to play with the Murder Junkies occasionally because they still play. They still do their thing. Still, ironically, dressing like Hitler. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know, you know. So if Little you're fucking Merle, if you're at home, or even better, if you're at work and you've got a work computer in front of you, and you're not familiar with G.G. Allen, G.G. A. L. L. I. N. All right, you're welcome. You're welcome. There's you a document. Go. There's a documentary about him on YouTube, directed by the director of uh, The Hangover, ladies and gentlemen. It, that's how you know it's good quality and probably family entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, you know, you <laughs> watch that and then you know get and start watching you know videos about the uh, pandemic. You know. Yeah. Get into you, it. Just go down one night. Just fucking just be like, fuck it. Let's rip. We're gonna start. Nihilism and end with nihilism. It's all we're going, baby. Somewhere in the middle of it, you're gonna watch the director's cut of Caligula, and you'll be like, "Oh, it's Helen Mirren." Um, oh, she's beautiful, though. She is. She she is absolutely beautiful. And Helen Mirren in Caligula is even more awesome because it's oh, yeah. Helen Mirren in Caligula. Helen um, Mirren in Excalibur got me through my awkward years for sure. Helen Mirren is a is a treasure. She's an international treasure. She's the only person that I'm allowed to leave my wife for. I because I, I told her I was like, listen, if even if it happened tomorrow, like I'm gone. I love you and I love my son dearly, but that's Helen Mirren. Are you taking the Are you taking the son to be with Helen Mirren, or are you just? Are you oh, just, absolutely not, absolutely not. No, you don't I want him a, ruining your good time. I want a clean slate. You I, want could, a, I want a fresh start. You know what I mean? But you could be with Helen Mirren, and you could own the child that will pick the next presidential candidate. Why would you want that? So that way your son picks the president of the United States. I Listen, I'll always be my son's father. Just because I don't speak to him doesn't mean I didn't bring him into this world. He, can't, he doesn't wrong, have a choice. Man. He can look at me from afar when I'm on television going with to Helen movie Mirren. premieres, going to see yeah. Hobbs and Shaw 4, uh, you know. Wheel, wheeling her in. Yeah. Wheeling her fine ass in. <laughs> Everything okay, honey? Oh, it's a little bright. That's just the sun. I can't do anything about it. Here, let's let's put on your blue blockers, baby. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. So I'm glad this brings us. We've spent so much time diving into why we're yeah. actually here today. Um, let's talk a little bit about why we're here. And uh, let me get to the, the cool Wikipedia breakdown, courtesy of our friends, uh, at the Wikipedia. Old... Truth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is a 1984 American action adventure film directed by Steven Spielberg. It is the second installment of the Indiana Jones franchise. 
and a prequel to the 1981 film Raiders of the Lost Ark, featuring Harrison Ford reprising his role as the titular character. And um, after arriving in India, Indiana Jones is asked by desperate villagers to help find, I'm sorry, to find a mystical stone and rescue their children from a thuggy cult practicing child slavery, black magic, ritualistic human sacrifice, in honor of the goddess Kali. All right. So a lot of, lot of heavy topics in this one. Yeah, this is a one, well, I mean, and it's it's the dark middle chapter because there is no other. There's only three Indiana Jones movies. We all know this, but uh, correct. <laughs> no matter what they say, it's the dark middle chapter. You know, you gotta you gotta bring it down. Same thing. Oh, he's walking away. You see what you did? You ran him off. <laughs> so real quick, while he's gone, what view are you on? Speaker view or are you on everybody view? Everybody. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I figured that out okay. by accident. Okay, good, good. <laughs> but no, I, 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 yeah, you. Uh, no, I, I totally agree. This is the dark middle chapter, just like Back to the Future Two. But it's also, it's not actually the middle chapter. It's not actually the middle chapter of Indiana Jones's life. It's a prequel yes. because uh, George Lucas, I believe, was just like, uh, I don't want to do Nazis twice in a row. Yeah, so and, we're gonna gotta get, get being a little harsh on the Nazis there. <laughs> Yeah. Being a little, we're being a little tough on those guys. Yeah. I mean, come on, they're just people. They just have ideas. Haven't you seen Hitler on Ice? It's a thing. Or Hitler in Springtime. Yeah. The, the producers. But no, and I, until today, never realized that the second one was a prequel. So I feel like an idiot. Yeah. I don't think most people did. They didn't advertise yeah. it as a prequel. No. And because I remember the very opening scene, Indy's dealing with like the Yakuza of China, whatever. Because it's like Chinese, yeah, it's Chinese mafia guys. And he's doing like dirty, shady dealings, like a drug deal for whatever it is he stole. Because if he's an archaeologist, he's a terrible one. He's just in it to smash and grab, you know? No, it belongs in a museum, Scotty. Oh my God. That's his whole deal. Yeah, but what about about all the other priceless artifacts he destroys? Well, you know, I have the beholder, man. Yeah. They're arbitrary. He destroyed an entire, the entire, to get one little golden statue. That whole thing came crashing down, but he had the one golden statue. Everything comes with a price. <laughs> You're wrong. So what, what do you guys, what, what do you guys think of just uh, this movie, like how it fits in with the broader like trilogy? I would have to watch it in sequence now. Like I would like to, Knowing yeah. that that Temple of Doom is the first story, then it makes more sense to watch it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, putting the prequel in the middle yes. of your storytelling is a weird way to do it. Um, it. It's sort of like it's like drawing the roadmap of the places you've been. Um, well, because I think that's that's why Temple of Doom has a weird dissonance. It feels a little like I enjoy Temple of Doom. But mm-hmm. it's probably my least favorite Indiana Jones movie, including the one that I don't <laughs> speak of. Like, I actually probably would <laughs> rather watch Crystal Skull because it's just more interesting. Yeah. Rape him, Lucas. <laughs> Rape him again. <laughs> yeah. Lucas, come. Yeah. Um, South Park reference. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, it, it's my least, because it feels the most disjointed. It doesn't yeah. have a, a hook. 
it's yeah. it, Indiana Jones is kind of a passenger in his own story in this movie. He's mm-hmm. kind of along for the ride. And it's just, I mean, Jesus Christ, Kate Capshaw is uh, shrill. <laughs> like it stops being funny after a while. Yeah. Yo, Spielberg married her. Like he, I went, know. he went on, sh- he, he looked at her and said, I got to be with that forever. I need, I need some of that. No, I don't. Why would I do keep Salma Hayek away? Keep, keep Kathleen Turner away. Keep those beautiful women away. Bring me, bring me blonde Fran Drescher. Well, I think he might've dodged a bullet with Kathleen Turner. Um, <laughs> just as the future goes. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, so let's She's not, it's not romancing the stone era. She didn't look like that forever. Have you seen dumb and, Dumber two, no. Okay, I'm not. I don't it's want awful. to. It's bad. Yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah. Maybe he did dodge a bullet. Maybe you know what? Maybe he dodged a bullet on that. And 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 I'll go with you on that. Um. But yeah, it is what it is. Uh, it was good to see Buddy Boy went on to do the Goonies. So cheers to that kid. Yeah, because this is where he was discovered. Actually, he was a. Uh, because right before we got on, I was just like watching the old making of. Yeah, and apparently uh, he was there to help his little brother audition. He wasn't even auditioning, hmm. and then they were like, "No, you actually have a, you have a personality." Yeah, so let's. We like, like this one. Yeah. We need you, Data. We need yeah. you. They they saw that kid and they were like, "We're going to Oregon to find sloth." <laughs> yeah, <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna put some weird crap on your chest and just send you to a cage. Yo, you're gonna be part Indiana Jones. You're going to be uh, part James Bond, part Jackie Chan. We don't even have Jackie Chan yet, but you're going to be That's... the first. You're going to, we're going to strap you. You're going to shoot across on zip lines. <laughs> you're going to have it. You know, if there's a problem that comes up, little Inspector, ja- Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget, yep. You're going you're gonna to have this shit figured out. And he had this shit figured out. That was, well, what it was you... originally supposed to be called Data and the Goonies. <laughs> well, what do you guys think of it? Do you guys like this one more than others or it 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 felt like like when i watched it like i a that it was it was something that i'd seen many many times before there were things, yeah yeah um there were cool little like um george lucas nods there you know there was the club obi-wan uh kind mm-hmm. of warmed my heart a little bit um but then, I, you know, the, like one of the cool things is it does lead you down. Um, you guys, it's Indiana Jones, I'm sure. Like a weird um, uh, sort of rabbit hole. Like who were, who were the, the, the thuggies? Um, yeah. And what were their beliefs? And like how does all of this come into play? Because essentially what you're getting in that film is a very um, – Hollywoodized version of something that already exists out there. You're talking about child slavery. You're talking about uh, child abductions. You're, yeah. you're talking uh, about child. Uh, you're talking about sacrificing people. Well, death you're, cults, right? I mean, they, death cult. Yes, they exist in India. I mean, they exist other places as well. But I mean, that's a it's referencing a real thing, and they just kind of used all the uh, 1920s, 1930s kind of serial archetypes that we had in media from the time and recreated it. I mean, that's kind of the shtick of Indiana Jones in general is just recreating those, those old serials. I mean, that's the, it's selling nostalgia. Like, and that's, 
Yeah, all right, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, it's back to the future in that it exists to sell you on, on an idea of what another time was. For sure, right? yeah. Um, because the, the, 50, the 55 in uh, um, back, back to the future. future is probably a very different uh, idea than most people had of what 1955 <laughs> actually was for most people. Yeah, it's the sense memory that people have of those places. And just like Indiana Jones is kind of sense memory of people uh, that people had of uh, media of that area. It's not really reflective of the era itself. It's reflective of the serials and the, the, uh, the things the people... The shadow. And yeah, the stereotypes. Yeah, uh, the stere yeah. Well, the, those old stereo shows, uh, the, the, the old radio shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, the old talkies. Yeah. Well, it's just like Star Wars, you know, because it's connection through the George Lucas is, uh, is a, it's Flash Gordon. It's, that's what inspired Star Wars is Flash Gordon. And also, obviously, you took the ball and ran with it and did other things with it, but that is like kind of the where it starts from. Yeah, we all know that Flash Gordon is the nexus that we all come back to. It's <laughs> if it's not, then why isn't it? Exactly. You boys like to party. <laughs> Flash Gordon never got its just deserve, in my opinion. I think it should be up on the top. It's, it's been so long since I've seen Flash Gordon, I might as well have never seen it. Like that's how long it's been. So I, I've actually been wanting to revisit it. That's well, we, Buckaroo Banzai is just as just as relevant. Um, yeah, I do like Buckaroo Banzai. So, but no, I think I don't know. This one, it, this whole the whole movie was weird for me. A, not to go on a tangent, but the Indiana Jones trilogy is the greatest trilogy ever because of life events for me. What about Air Bud? No, no. Indiana Jones trilogy is the greatest trilogy ever for me. Um, but yeah, the second one is, it's kind of my bottom of the barrel. The, my most memorable part is the chilled monkey brains, you know? Yeah, there, there's like, there's just so many great moments. In yeah. a vacuum, there's so many great <laughs> moments. Like some of the set pieces are super fun. Yeah. Um, and they're very, everything is very memorable in the movie. You know, yeah, and like, you know, Data, when he, and he's like, go stand against the wall. So Data does what he's told. And, or sorry, round eye, round sh round shot, short round. short round, short round. Big Data. fan over here, big fan over here. I see. No, I'm sure. Listen, Data. boys, you guys know I'm not very good at remembering things. <laughs> so, anyways, half squat goes and leans against the wall because that's what he's told to do, and it you know activates the crusher killer machine. Mm. And then he, instead of being like, "Oh, I screwed up," he he blames Doctor Jones. Ah, oh, Doctor Jones, I, you tell me to do it. <laughs> That's, I think all those scenes, there's so many sequences that are like, they have parallel action going on. Yeah. It reminds, reminded me of why Steven Spielberg is Steven Spielberg. Because this is yeah. like, you know, a decade of his film career, basically. And, uh, and he's so good at juggling all these different elements at the same time and creating this kind of controlled chaos. Mm -hmm. And it's really fun and exciting. It's and Very seamless when he does it. And not a lot of people can pull that off, <clears throat> honestly. How I'd be interested to see what what number movie was this for Spielberg? Like, what, where did he? Uh, yeah, uh, there's Duel. There's, yeah. Uh, there's Big Bertha. Duel. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna Google it, man. You you're thinking too. <laughs> Jaws. <laughs> uh, Indiana so, Jones. 
So what? Where do you stand? Um, are you familiar with any of the the Spielberg conspiracies involving oh, soft disclosure? Course. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So, so Scotty, <laughs> are you familiar with uh, uh, William Cooper? Behold the pale horse. Anything like that? All right. So Bill Cooper uh, was a ex naval intelligence officer who, who wrote a book called Behold the Pale Horse. Now, inside of this book, a lot of the stuff that he says is is out there. All right. Um, mm. But one of the things that he he discusses is about Steven Spielberg specifically with films like E.T. Mm-hmm. Um, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, and mm-hmm. that these, it, what he says is that these events actually happened uh, and this is soft disclosure of, of aliens, um, of, of different events. Now, if that's the case, mm-hmm. this could be a docudrama, sir. Are we are we willing to abandon the idea that uh, Han Solo and Indiana Jones aren't the same person from different dimensions? I'm just saying nothing should so, be outside of the realm of possibility, including the Stargate. Well, this is what uh, David Ike kind of took that ball and ran with it. The uh, the predictive programming, I think he calls it, more than soft soft disclosure. And uh, I don't know. I'm not. I do think obviously there's ideas that are seeded into media from our intelligence agencies and whatnot to try to convince people of certain. They don't have time to do that. They have literally branches of these intelligence agencies that work with Hollywood. Name one. Call it Michael Bay sometime. Name one time a government agent has worked with. Zero Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty. No, you're wrong. They, they reported on it. There was a huge, quote-unquote, scandal. Don't you remember yeah. the scandal? I didn't think she was going to actually use the things we told her. Well, but it was quote-unquote. Okay. But because okay. it's all just... So I will, hearsay. I will attach a link to the bottom uh, regarding, uh, or in, including Jeremy Corbett's, uh, I'm sorry, James Corbett's documentary on, uh, on, on uh, the CIA and the three-letter uh, institutions' influence on the media including early investments in Facebook uh, and Google. Yeah, what do you think those stupid quizzes are? I think that the Hollywood writers are so far detached from what reality is that there's no way they could ever actually know what, um, even if I were to sit down with a military, a a Hollywood writer and give them a play-by-play of a military movement, they would butcher it. Yeah, but that's that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about subtext. It's not about, it's not about plot. It's not about the yeah. accuracy not, of this story. It's not about it's not about that. It's about like this underlying theme or message or this idea of like getting people to accept certain type of paradigms and provisions. That's what I, you know. I'm not saying I know, but of course I do, Scotty. I of lie course you. you do. I wouldn't yeah. lie to you, Scotty. No, you would never lie to me. <laughs> we've been uh, friends. We've been friends for like six months now. Yeah, I mean, we're exactly. not even really friends, but whatever. <laughs> We clicked a button on Facebook. We're, we're good, tracked. We're good. We're good. We're good acquaintances. Exactly. Yeah. Now the now the CIA knows that you and I speak to each other. So fucking chill out, man. When you send me those messages. Oh, I'm sorry. You're not. I'll. I won't send you a message of Invisigirl anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I thought when I, when you brought up the conspiracy stuff, Bill. I thought you were going to go down the route of uh, child sex trafficking and. Oh, he'll get there. <laughs> and uh, the pedophilia, all the pedophilia rumors about him, and then all the recent stuff with his uh, his daughter. Well, we can we can we can touch on that. 
Um, I, I do think, I think it's his adopted daughter doing pornography, dating a, a 300 year old man. Um, that now the, some of the, some of the, the, the child sex trafficking stuff, I've, I've heard that also you connect the mega group, uh, and, and their relationship to Jeffrey Epstein, his relationship mm -hmm. to the mega group. You start seeing all of these, all of these more current Steven Spielberg, um, connections and then you look at who else has those connections those those very same connections to the very same uh dark people who are uh profiteering off of uh, the current pandemic you look at at his relationship um uh like that scene's relationships to um to other other businesses out there that are doing big big gangbusters numbers and they're fucking escaping me for some reason um but yeah oh um Microsoft and Bill Gates and his connection to Epstein. Um, in fact, Bill, well, I think every, I mean, if we, if we were to take the, the idea that Jeffrey Epstein is some sort of uh, plant, right. He's not really an investor. Well, he's not a plant being. Well, that's debatable. I mean, have you seen trolls too? Uh, I have not. <laughs> okay. it was Epstein in that reference. <laughs> Two two people two people will get that reference. Yeah. No, they plant people in the ground and they they like become plants. Um, <laughs> just saying, you never know. So um, the guy from the guy from Egypt just got that reference. Well, I mean, but it makes sense that like he would have connections with all these very powerful people. We're talking an elite group of people that maybe make up two hundred and fifty people in the world, and he has his he has connections some in some respect to all of them. Now, do I know what that? means no if i'm not mistaken not. the executor of epstein's will is bill gates science guy uh epstein epstein and gates hung out after epstein yeah uh, they're, kind of went away they're fucking eugenicists yeah, yeah bill gates met him after he got uh in the early 2000s when he got busted in florida um and then bill gates still had a relationship with him after that because that's when a lot of people kind of backed off it seems like but um not Bill Gates. Bill Gates, he's there for the cause, man. He's not there for, he's there to create super beings. And I don't care how many kids have to get diddled if, we, <laughs> if we're not going to put a chip in people. What's the point? <laughs> My favorite Bill Gates performance, though, is in Temple of Doom. Um, when he's, you know, he's the guy. He's the, he's the middleman between the, between the, uh, the child king. Not really. I, I loved him in the South Park movie. Yes. Who doesn't? Everybody's great in that movie. I loved. George Clooney was also great as the dog. You told us that Windows ninety eight was gonna solve all of these problems. <laughs> He's, it, he's, um, oh, Bill Gates. I hope this doesn't get us yanked off of YouTube. No, I don't know. Well, everybody's mean, going to Spotify anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah, YouTube's dead technology. Oh, Gil Bates. Joe oh, Rogan we, went to Spotify. We all got to follow suit if we have any chance in this world. I think you'll probably be safe. I mean, if we're still on there, if Zoobox podcast is still on there, check us out, everybody. 
if we're still on there, then you yeah. guys, you should be okay. Because that shit gets pretty ridiculous sometimes. So. Yeah, especially episode 16. Go check it out before it gets removed forever. Yeah, that one is probably <laughs> might disappear. That might disappear someday. So, Once so. I start my Patreon account, that will disappear. <laughs> so overall, going back to going back to the movie yeah. that that uh, was that we all agreed. Oh, I didn't get a chance to agree, but most yeah, of us well, agreed. This is the the sequel is a, the worst in the trilogy, kind of like yeah. Back to the Future Two. Really? See, oh man, see, I disagree. I uh, see Back to the Future Two is my favorite Back to the Future. Really? Yeah. That's because you wanted a pink Mattel hoverboard. I wanted a pit bull. <laughs> I like I like the uh, I've always had a like a proclivity for like the meta story and the stories that kind of like are wrap around on themselves like that you know when they deal with time travel I just think it's fun and that one is the most like kind of extreme example of that I suppose in the Back to the Future movies I probably wouldn't I wouldn't go to bat for it I wouldn't argue with somebody yeah. and say that it's an actual better movie than say the first one which I think is the best one but. I think it's objectively the best one. Yeah, and Back to the Future 2 was basically a rerun. 50% of it was a rerun of Back to the Future 1, just a different camera angle. Lazy. Just fucking lazy. Yeah. Just lazy. Oh, man. We already got this Let's footage just of... Yeah. And from a different camera angle. <laughs> hey, Robert! Robert, put the camera over here this time! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... Going back to the Temple of Doom, <laughs> do you, Bill? Do you do you think it's like a good movie or is it an adequate part of just like the the series? I like it's, a, it's a it's a part of the series. If I if I were to watch them now, I would watch Temple of Doom first. Yes. Okay. Um, because a, you're you're set up for one thing um, with uh, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, and then when you move on to um, uh, Holy Grail, it's it's a it's a different story inside of the same kind of timeline. Um, so I, I'd much rather I don't know. I think I'd, I'd like your to go Alaska back. internet's here right now. Oh, sorry, Yarl, our internet sucks. Um, it's okay. <laughs> um, Those no. fucking Decepticons will get. Uh, I, I don't know. I was a big fan of the. Uh, of the third one, the first and the third. I thought those were the two best ones, but the second one did nothing. For Bill, me. just Bill, just Bill, take take a break, buddy. You're you're really choppy. Oh, we may have just lost Bill. God, why would anybody live in Alaska? If this is the internet service you get, why would you go to the Peni? <laughs> oh man, but <clears throat> since Bill's all choppy, I think if Temple of Doom was a standalone movie, I would have supported it a lot more than part of a trilogy. Well, I think it is a standalone movie because like, I think I heard some of what Bill was saying. I mean, Raiders and Last Crusade are, yeah. they're, that is a direct sequel. Exactly. This is like a side adventure. Like This, shows, this is showing you things. the beginning, but it's not telling you that it's the but beginning. It is and isn't because it's not like you learn anything <clears throat> in Temple of Doom that informs his character later. I mean, what is what happens? He doesn't. There is. That's what I mean when I said he's a passenger in his own story. He's just kind of there for a plot function. I, I think. Like yeah, I character. think Temple of Doom calmed him down, though, because 
in Temple of Doom, he, like I said, out the gate, he's dealing with, you know, Chinese mafia. He's getting poisoned, and he's he didn't he didn't want to go save those kids until they're like, oh, by the way, there's a super rare stone. Then he's like, oh, by the way, I'm an archaeologist. I'll go do this. Sure, but I think it's showing that he was, you know, in the timeline, he's a year younger, and he's still kind of a wild man. So I think Temple of Doom is what kind of humbled Indiana Jones. Okay. And he's still a douchebag. I mean, he's still he's, he's still putting a, ki- how, many putting are, <laughs> how many of us are tunnel buddies with our dad? There's a lot exactly. of there's a lot of weird incestual relationships in these Spielbergian movies. Yeah, Why so is it there's a teenager that's about to shack up with his teenage mom? You got Indiana Jones. And his dad hooking up with the same hot Nazi chick. <laughs> well, actually, uh, Marion Marion in the original script is a lot younger than she is in the movie. Like it's implied that Indiana was like in his mid twenties, and she was like thirteen or twelve. Like if you mm-hmm. did the math, and they had have to, you... they aged her up for the the actual production, but that's the script. Well, we can always flip the script. Don't worry about that. It's <laughs> so. No, I in what maybe in the thirties that was okay. I don't know. White guy wants to bang a thirteen-year-old Nazi chick. So be it. I don't oh, know. No, not, not the Nazi chick. The oh, Nazi wait. chick was an adult. Yeah, yeah. Then who are we talking last, about? We're t- I was just talking about Marion from Raiders of the Lost Ark in the original script. Okay. because you know, they t- they say like, oh, you know, they were together before, and then yeah. as it goes, and then they reconnect in Raiders of the Lost Ark. But if you'd done the math. In the original script, she would have been like twelve, and he would have been like in his mid twenties, early thirties. Shy as mom. Listen. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, just so we're yeah. all on the same page. Shy as mom. Okay. Yes. I'm just Shia. saying, you know, it was. <laughs> I don't beef. know what the I don't know what the thirties look like. When did statutory rape laws come around? I don't know. Well, that's what yeah. There's an old quote from you ever watched Law and Order. He's like, back no. in my, we used to call statutory rape boys will be boys. See. Indiana just being a boy. He's bless you. Thank good you. good catch. Yeah, yeah. You got the COVID. Thanks. No, oh, I didn't I don't Sorry. want to share it with you guys. COVID. It's yeah. No. Go ahead. No, go go for it. I was just gonna make fun of you. Me? I don't yeah, there's possible COVID. Uh no. I don't know. Damn it, I lost my train. I digress. Go ahead, Sean. Make fun of me. No, why did you? So why do you support Indiana Jones? I want to. I want to. Let's nail this down, boys. I mean, why do you support this pedophilic relationship? Because you say, "Oh, it's in the '30s." I mean, come on, Scotty. What's going Listen, on here, guy? I started to get a little hard in the Boogaloo episode, <laughs> but I saw y'all's faces. Well, no, Dan didn't get it and then spoiled it. That's what yeah. happened. So, in case anybody's wondering, I did an episode with the Zoo Box Boys talking about Boogaloo. And basically, if the world goes sideways, I'm murdering my wife and kids. I'm walking two houses that way. Clean slate. I like it. Yeah. I'm walking two houses that way. I'm murdering my neighbor. He's got a pretty good-looking wife and a 16-year-old daughter. I'm going to have a good time. Then I'm going to murder them. Then I'm walking across the street, and I'm going to go hang out with my other boy's wife, who's – I don't know how old she is, but she's just above legal. So – what do you well, yeah. what do you do with your free time? You burn tires in your yard and you scope uh, out your neighbors and be like, "Man, this is how it's going to go." I just like to I like to throw things at the windows and see what sticks, man. 
my neighbors are a bunch of sheep. So the world goes sideways. I have 23 houses in my neighborhood. That's 23 houses of supplies that I am taking for myself. And I'm driving to see Dan in Alabama. You're just like this, uh, you're like this, you're like this, the Shiva cult guy. You're like the sick fuck, this bald guy who's around, you know, he's trying to take all the power for himself. I will call, I'm talking about, yeah, I'll call a ma, everybody's heart's tethered. So was this a big part of your, uh, your childhood's Temple of Doom? Uh, actually the last crusade was probably the biggest part of my childhood. Yeah. But it was a bootleg version on VHS that my neighbors like took time to edit themselves into the movie. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like those, like those. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, spoofs. So the most vivid part that I can remember is remember at the very end when the whole, that you see the, uh, all the dust comes out of the building because it's collapsing. Yeah. So right before that happens, it cuts to my best, my former best friend's older brother's butt cheeks, and he's farting. And then it goes back to the movie, and you see all the smoke coming out. And it's like that scene for Fight Club VHS's. with the dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I grew up with bootleg VHSs of Indiana Jones trilogy where my neighbors clipped themselves into the movie for one, two seconds spats. Wow. Real. Yeah. Real classy. Real classy guys. But it was worth it, though, because you're watching Indiana Jones. I mean, come oh, on. Yeah. And then in, when I was a younger man in Turkey, I, uh, I had a female friend, and we uh, had a lot you of didn't have any friends for the Let's, entire trilogy. That you didn't <laughs> have any friends. Um. <laughs> I, 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 okay. I have to ask. So I was in Turkey. I dropped twenty. I dropped twenty dollars at the bar. Next thing you know, we played the Indiana Jones trilogy on DVD, and that was probably and, the best and, sexual experience of my life. <laughs> I'm just saying. So uh, I want to run this back. What was the first bootleg movie that uh, that that you watched? And then it, what if. Bootleg, I mean, yeah. It was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. With your friend's butt. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say bootleg, do you mean like illegally? Clearly pirated. Clearly pirated movies. Oh, So they, yeah, this is one of the ones where it it came on TV and they hit record on the VCR and then they would stop it for commercial, then hit again. Yeah. And then they were able to cut themselves into the movie. Yeah, I think... We all, I had a copy of Willow like that. <laughs> pigs, you're all pigs. And then I would yeah. forget to hit record again. So there's like 10 <laughs> minutes missing here, 10 minutes missing there. That's a good one. How did they all turn into pigs? Oh, uh, but know. the first time when I started going into city stuff, you could buy bootleg cams. Basically, what you get now off of like the pirate band stuff. Obviously, it's a little bit before that. I know nothing about this. So. I think the first one I ever saw, like an actual legit bootleg, was Jarhead. Okay. I got Jarhead for two bucks from a guy on a subway. So what's our definition of bootleg? Are we talking like somebody like records it in? I'm assuming somebody records yeah. it on like a oh, camcorder geez. and then okay. brings yeah. it onto a disc. Either that or an early release. That would the original. Uh, the um, <laughs> was it? Uh, I say Ang Bak. Um, Ang Lee did uh, the Hulk. 
And that was bootleg. That was released mm. uh, an unfinished version think... like a month before <laughs> it came out. And so, like, I got a copy of that from uh, from one of the shops so... in uh, Fort Worth. Yeah, but yeah, you could occasionally get the early release stuff. But yeah. before that, someone had a copy of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. early release stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Revenge of the Sith, yeah, because that leaked. The work print of Revenge of the Sith <clears throat> leaked like the week after it came out in theaters because I used to have it and had the little time codes on the bottom. Yeah. Um, I, so if we're talking about crappy bootleg where you're in a movie theater and you see the guy stand up in front of the camera and walk away, I think it was the original uh, Transformers movie was the first bootleg I saw. Man, I remember a, a bootleg, like there's some movies that just doesn't matter. Like it bootleg makes it a little bit, brings it a little bit closer. It's like super bad. Um, like I, I, I think the bootleg copy of super bad is probably better than super bad. Um, <laughs> like there's like, you didn't need any special effects. And uh, it, it's, it's just a little bit funnier when, uh, when McLove, when you're watching McLovin get his fake ID on a fake copy of Superbad, yeah, get his like pirated Hawaiian driver's license. <laughs> oh no, I don't think I think piracy is. A, nobody should do it. It's, no, of course not. Listen, listen, yeah. listen, guys, listen. Don't do it. <laughs> Just don't do it. Yeah. These people work hard for the products they create. Okay, go out and buy it. Okay? I have and get it on the streaming Hollywood, service. So. Or watch it, watch it on the streaming services and chill. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the great things about the streaming services is that there's they're so varied. You've got Shudder for <laughs> horror movies. Uh, you've got like yeah. I think it's Gaia, Gaia for like enlightenment. You want to learn how to do better yoga. Uh, that's your if you want to know about esoteric symbolism in Hollywood and you like the guy in that oh, oh, a little bit of Jay Dyer. I like it. Yeah, I know I've known who Jay Dyer is. Yeah. I saw you were talking in an earlier episode when you were talking to my uh, my brother Dan, who looks a lot who? like me. I noticed that. Who cares. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except I'm just slightly more, you know, mature, handsome. Um better hair. Uh <laughs> yeah i heard you say that i was like oh wow that's another that's like another th pull like it was like gg allen i was like who the like like five thousand people know who jay dyer is jay dyer's offered to come on woken baked oh you should have him on i'm intimidated i'm i'm i'll say it i'll say it for the world <laughs> to hear i'm intimidated to talk to jay dyer because uh well it, it's not an idolatry thing whatsoever i just i i gotta make sure that the questions that i have for him are worth his time because no, sure. no. I, bring I, him I'm on tired. with me and Sean I'm, I'll get drunk yeah yeah <laughs> we'll just yeah laugh. that's that's the way <laughs> that'll do it yeah um so Jay Jay Dyer is a is a, a really really smart guy um well I guess my advice just from doing this for I mean I've done this intermittently off and on for years like podcasting interviews all that kind of stuff and I would say and I know you have as well but just the interview him about his life like how did you what turned you on to this this perspective? Yeah. Like, where does that come from? Yeah. And then you kind of just can see where the conversation goes from there. I know that's unsolicited advice, and I apologize. I, no, I appreciate it. The fact that you know who Jay Dyer is means I'm gonna I'm gonna take your you know anything that you have to say. Well, I uh I went through a period over the past five years, I guess I would say I have interneted pretty hard. 
That's what I would say. I know all sorts <laughs> of subcultures. I just enjoy that stuff. I enjoy not necessarily engaging with it, but I enjoy lurking. I enjoy watching. You just you just float on the bottom and look up I have, and see all the little lasses yeah. floating over in their tubes. Why why not? I mean, so so yeah. really you're talking you're you're talking about being able to hear someone else's ideas on a subject. Yeah. Especially in a way that <laughs> that you've never put any any time, thought, or effort into, but mm -hmm. they very clearly have. So I've listened a, to people for like twelve hours like out of whack debate flat earth. And debate conspiracies. I've done that. I mean, I just used to enjoy it. YouTube used to be a beautiful place, okay? Oh, uh, it was glorious. The weirdest shit. Sorry, Bill. I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. No, no, you're fine, sir. You're good. But you're I think so much I, more polite on this podcast. <laughs> of course, because this is me. You, you go to the box, you have to deal with like the character. You have to deal with Captain Dad. Like, you know? Um, yeah. No, I, it's just, it's not every day that you meet somebody that has some of the same tones that you do, like very randomly. Cause you know, uh, so it was, when I heard that, I was like, oh, wow, I should talk to him. I should, I should, oh. because it's just, I don't know, you know, it's not, I don't a lot of personal investment into those things, but I do find it all very fascinating in its own weird way. I, I agree. And I think that when it comes from a, a place where it's very well researched, uh, yeah. where, where the historical attributes are um, are touched on, and that's why uh, and that's why Out of Shadows uh, bothered me so much, um, yeah. because you had folks that were like spouting off this information um, without without sourcing it, right? Without saying like if you like like for me, I love I love music, and I love saying oh you like this, well then you might like this as well. Um, you know, and and I like yeah. being able to do that with, uh, with 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 podcasts and 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 with ideas and, um. But that's but that's also just maybe maybe that's just me. Maybe some people just need to hear you know some confirmation of whatever it is that they they already think they are aware of. Yeah, but that's and that's that is like a double or you know a dual edged sword there because. You want the con like confirmation bias is one thing, but then if you cannot actually validate your bias, like that's what those documentaries should do, right? They should validate people's biases, not just confirm them in a kind of a superficial way where they just don't, it doesn't make them any curiouser. It doesn't make them want to look into it anymore. They're like, that's the answer. This guy said it. He said it. Look, he said it. Look, this person, I, they interviewed a fucking doctor. What are you talking? Doctors don't lie. This guy was a stuntman for Hollywood. He's in the system, guys. He knows. Like, <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> yeah. He stood next to Mr. Freeze. Yeah. He's like, he flipped a car in a movie that I saw. Jesus Christ, this guy's the real deal. We're basically best friends. <laughs> well, so and, then, and then that Out of Shadows thing had that, uh, that independent journalist. What's her name? The blonde lady that was at the end. She takes up, like, the bulk of the end of the documentary. Uh, Liz, Liz Cron Cronkin? Cron Cronlin? Cronkin. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, uh, that lady's a fucking nut. Oh, like, we can talk about her. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. Do you want to? <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to talk about the JFK Jr. stuff? Because there's that. Um, just do a yep. quick Google search of, of JFK Jr. and and you'll get some interesting stuff. Um, she's an interesting lady, dude. Um, you know, and people put a lot of stock into something that they saw for thirty minutes on YouTube. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, like I go down some, some deep, dark 
conspiracy theory rabbit holes. As do I. Um, and, and as I think most people should, if for no other reason than to be aware that um, somebody who's done way more research than I have on a subject says that this might be a distinct possibility. Um, and uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm having fun learning the information along the way. But what do you think of this woman? Do you find her credible? No. No, okay. I didn't think so. <laughs> I mean, she, she honestly, she sounds like a schizophrenic. Like, I've watched her. I went and watched one, like, over a week period, like, seven or eight hours in total. Cause I have insomnia. So, like, I will be up at night writing or playing video games or whatever. And I'll just put watching on. Watching The Wrestler. Watching The Wrestler because it's a fantastic movie. Top 20 of all yeah. time. Um, eating hot dogs. Yeah. Eating hot dogs without using my hands. Um, so I just put it on. I just put it on the background and kind of let it wash over me while I'm like playing Tetris or something. And uh, she just sounds like a fucking nutcase. I mean, like, not there's nothing credible about what she says. Like, people, like, if you're gonna go accuse every major celebrity in Hollywood of molesting somebody, like, you gotta have something. Listen, guys, Tom Hanks is not in prison. I understand you all think that he is. Trust the plan. I know, guys. I know. <laughs> I, I get it. I used to. <laughs> I, no, like, I, good Friday. Like, good hey, Friday came and went. Yeah. Hey, well, that's it's all happening behind the scenes, my friend. You got to look up what is it, X twenty two news or something on YouTube. This guy's got it all figured out. Uh, the, He's like, uh, "Hello, fellow patriots." I'm like, hey, we're in. I'm there. <laughs> we're going. He said, "Patriot." I'm a patriot. This guy, X twenty two news. Speaking I your language. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what a patriot is. Mel Gibson, maybe. Well, he is the patriot. He's yeah. not a patriot. But so he's is the a, patriot. Yeah, so. two Australians uh, yeah. coming to coming to the U.S. taking jobs that were clearly American jobs. Those are, those are two two Virginians. They should have been two Virginians instead. Yeah. New Australia, Heath Ledger and Mel Gibson. Right? And look, and Scotty's over here saying that the CIA is not involved in Hollywood. Obviously, way off his rocker. What do you think we're talking about here, buddy? I'm pretty Wake sure up. we're talking about Steve Irwin and Crikey, it's the Irwins. That's that's where I'm at. Is this some show you dreamed up, Crikey and the Irwins? Crikey, Crikey it's, it's the so, Irwins. So, yeah. how, however, did you not in, know that Steve Irwin's kids of, have a show? Okay, in I'll the world up. of DLC. It, <laughs> Now, now, um, uh, now, now, Sean, are you familiar with one of the topics we've, we've gone over on the podcast, uh, which is as movies and actors as, as downloadable content? Um, yes, yeah, the, the yes, yeah. So, what would you put Steve Irwin in? What would I put Steve Irwin in? I'd like to see Steve Irwin. In, oh my god, no, I don't even know if I want to say this out loud. I have <laughs> take the Liam Neeson part in Schindler's List. <laughs> oh crikey what's going on over there what are they doing oh crikey oh crikey don't get in that train oh crikey this is bad this is bad eh? or or take his part in taken as well actually that would be good as well that would be awesome. You put him in every everything Liam Neeson's ever been in. Just replace him. Yeah. Replace yeah. him. Yeah. Put him in the Godfather. Fuck it. Why not? Thanks. I could see him, but he can't be the Al Pacino thing. No, no, I, no. He, no, he has to be the Robert Duvall character. 
Oh, there you go. I was gonna say Robert De Niro. I was gonna say be the in Godfather Part Two, like the Young daddy. Vito. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, no, no. He's gotta. He's gotta be. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a fun. It's a funny thing to Tom. Tom D. Was it Tom? Tom Hagen. Tom Hagen. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's like a fun thing to you know make jokes and stuff like that, but that kind of stuff creeps me the hell out. You're just you're not even going to have possession of your own identity. You can't even die and be left alone anymore. I mean, they're putting James Dean in a movie. James Dean's going to star in a movie next year, next couple years. So, so then let's move. Let's let's go back and bounce around because now that I've got you here and and I'm I'm digging your wavelength, sir. Um, in in Behold the Pale Horse, uh, Warner von Braun spoke to his secretary about the fake alien invasion. Are you familiar with the fake alien invasion? Yeah, so I mean, it's it's in there. You might have to dust off some cobwebs, but yeah. Okay, so I'm going to give you the, the so Scotty, um, before he died, a guy by the name of Warner von Braun. He was a really important rocket scientist. He told his secretary uh, that the you knew the world was coming to an end when they faked an alien invasion. Um, so about eight years ago now, Tupac was playing Coachella as a hologram. Now that was the civilian technology eight years ago. Do you think that the military is it outside of the realm of possibility that, that we might get to see our, our alien invasion before the end of the year? This year? This calendar? Yeah. <laughs> Scotty hopes so because he's looking forward to killing his fucking neighbors like a well, psycho. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, hopefully that happens and then my neighbors are bye bye. No, but it's my so, calendar or physical year. So, so well, hold on a second because. If Scotty just sold his house, they're not his neighbors anymore. Now he's just going to exactly. be killing, killing randos. These are some random plebes that I've been living next to for five years. Bye. <laughs> he's going to okay. drive way out of his way just to murder these people who've already been murdered. When Scotty walks out of his house, all he sees are victims. He doesn't, he, there's no discretion. Yeah. Well, uh, no, they're not just victims, some of them I can use for barter. I mean, yeah, I'll trade they off. would yeah, be yeah. they would be victims, Scotty. You'd be making them victims of your. That you're not a, if you're if you're being bartered. You're not a victim. You're just a thing at that point. Is this what you're going to tell the hologram aliens, Scotty? Is that what you're going to tell them? They're not hologram aliens. First of all, they're they're real aliens. <laughs> Maybe well, Sasquatch they, will come from the fifth dimension. I don't know. Are they they're interdimensional aliens? Thank you. Well, if you're going to go, we can go down that road. I mean, I mean maybe they're we just illegal the aliens. aliens. Maybe they're the illegal. Way, All the Mexicans come in and take over. By the way, the um, the Iraqi Stargate, sir, yeah. is is my favorite thing ever. Scotty, allegedly, um, the first Gulf War was started because Saddam Hussein had a Stargate. No, he did not. I prove it. No, <laughs> prove he didn't. Prove he didn't. Prove he didn't. So you're telling me, you're telling me that whole shit was over oil? I'd much rather live in a world where that shit was over an interdimensional portal. All right. If that's what that war was about, I'm way ha I'm way more excited about it than uh, than some well, shit that goes I, into a, a fucking dodge. I think that's why I keep a toe in that world, like the conspiracy, quote unquote conspiracy theorist world, is because <laughs> it is seems much it seems like much more of an exciting world to live in. And, you know, we like, you know, it's just human nature thing to try to go out and look for extreme, almost magical rationalizations for the <laughs> why the world is the way it is. Uh, we would like it to be more fantastical than maybe it is. 
but Look, humans are storytellers. We always have been. We've always embellished everything since the beginning of time. Yeah. So, so I'm just going to stick to my beliefs that uh, that the Gulf Wars were over the Stargates because it, for me, I, I'd much, I'd much rather want to live in a world than than that it was about that than than it was about anything. Uh, just saying. <laughs> just give me a second. Right. Not Hussein is actually from the other side, my friend. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Why not? Why? Why? Why wouldn't he have been some uh, some mob enforcer that they sent through to this end to, yeah. to come over and and dominate like that dude? Because that dude was dominating that part of the world for a very long time under under the Iron Fist, an Iron Fist that could only come from another dimension. <laughs> Scotty, you have to leave. You have to leave some room in your world for the fantastical man. Otherwise. So Otherwise, it's a boring, sad, depressing place. So you're telling me that Donald Trump, the Stargate world, there's an American Stargate, and Donald came through. A man who has, I, I'm not going to knock his policies, but the man who has no right being president made it into the presidency. Well, he memed his way there, but dude, that's like it's indicative of the culture of the time we live in. <laughs> but he came from a world, another Stargate universe. And he's smarter than us, and he knows how to make memes work. Have up. we established that we established during our, our podcast on Back to the Future 2 and 3 uh, that Trump is Biff? Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, well, I think he literally was based off of that, wasn't it? Wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I Would, think he literally was. We did a lot of research. Um, <laughs> um, if... If Saddam Hussein came from the other side, you know, there's probably a group of people who who firmly believe that Jim the president Morrison, the other side came yeah, yeah. from the other. Well, there's there's some Jim Morrison conspiracies as well. Um, some of the Laurel Canyon stuff. Did you know that his dad uh, was the admiral that was in charge of the Gulf of Tonkin? Yes. Yes. You taught us that. Thank you, Woken Base. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, so, but, but while, while the Vietnam war is going on, like his son is the biggest rock star in the world telling the, telling the world that his parents are dead. Hell yeah, brother. Break on through to the other side. There's a, there's a, it's not just Jim Morrison. There's a slew of like his contemporaries that were all related to officials that worked in the intelligence community. Yeah. Different got, levels of government. I've got the book. We went over it on my podcast. I, it's, it's one of those books that I, I have. I don't, I don't break it out very often, but it's like, uh, like a weird, like weird stories. From it's like, it, it's kind of uh, like his, his signed copy of Mein Kampf. He doesn't bring it out all the time. But. All the time. But he, when he wants to really impress it him. Somebody, he said, check uh, this out. It's uh, also got a watercolor painting of a lily inside of it. It's signed by what? Mel Gibson and Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> and the <laughs> things that those dudes have in common. Leave Mel Gibson alone. I dare you. How dare I? How dare I have you? never I have never watched The Passion and I never will. Well, you don't need to watch The Passion. Mm -hmm. Go watch Lethal Weapon. Fuck Lethal Weapons. <laughs> I will go down this what rabbit hole right now. Piece of shit. Hi, I'm Horrible Scotty movie. and I don't have any friends. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is how you alienate people by talking shit about Lethal Weapon. How dare Are you? Are you serious? And Danny this is, Glover. This is they put why... Danny Glover in Predator 2? How do you take Danny Glover and put him in Predator 2? The fact that that man is in that How movie, is that his, How is that his fault? What? How is that? Is... Hey, hey, how is that his fault? 
They offer him a couple million dollars to 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 play to be the new Schwarzenegger. You're not gonna take that. You're you're mad at him. you're pissed off because because well, because of, of fucking lethal weapon. Don't take that out on the predator. The predator goes to L.A. and he brought Ruben Blades. He was in there too. He was a bad I'm man. Say man. I don't. Yeah, you but he feelings hurt by Danny Glover. All right, don't get your feelings hurt yeah, by man, Glover. So, he was the guy who so faked the Lisbon that he's shooter. In is trash. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but you know, he faked the Lisbon be... shooter, sir. Do you have any idea the work that goes into that? He had to fake a Lisbon. He's a treasure. Have you ever uh, seen Gone Fishing, you piece of shit? No, just... <laughs> My God. How dare I? How yeah, dare I have only, an opinion? That's the only well, movie. Hold on, that's the hold only on. movie to get that they got two best actors in the. Both actors nominated for best actor in a movie in that in Gone Fishing, and both of them won. All right, Joe yeah. Pesci and Danny Glover. Both Baller status confirmed. Yes, both got That's both both won. Both winners. So that means that movie is, uh, you know, a good movie. That's what it means. Exactly. Yeah. No, but listen, listen, Scotty, hold on, hold okay, on. Okay, Scotty, I'm holding. You're Scotty talking like shit. Bill. I know. What a psycho. So why do we like still? So no. why, do we, why does you can't like the idea, idea that you don't like that Danny Glover is in Predator Two because like it goes from Arnold Schwarzenegger to Danny Glover. The, the context of the situation is completely different. Like you got an elite group of dudes in the first Predator. Listen, the first Predator is like one of my all-time favorite movies. Okay, it's in the top okay. ten. Yeah, I'm maybe with you. top yeah. five. Yeah, Predator is top five. Yes, I've purchased that movie many a time. Okay, just because uh, it's like my cashier in the rye. Yeah. Um. Predator 2, it's a different paradigm, and they're in the concrete jungle. Now they got to face off against LA cops. <laughs> I mean, it's not, they're not an elite group of hunters. That's the whole, I mean, granted, there are things that work about Predator 2. There's a lot of dumb shit in Predator 2, but he doesn't even portray, no, no, he is, no. <laughs> At no point does he flex his muscles to the camera with the sun glistening <laughs> off of it. Exactly. He never says, oh, get to the shop. Ah, he doesn't no. break out of any gun. Uh, no. Listen. Danny Glover killed. Uh, I have fundamental problems with this. Arnold could not kill a predator with his bare hands. Neither Danny Glover, Glover, he ten. Eh, okay, he used a what tool. What are you talking about? He came up and he hit that predator with the freaking predator thing. Yeah, he tricked him. Yeah, mm, I, he's Danny a clever man. He's a, he's a police he's detective. He's an LA cop. He's not that smart. He's a he only got sure. on there. He, he's he only on the force as the token black guy because of the Rodney King trials. That's the only reason he's in there. Sure. He was <laughs> getting God. ready for retirement in the Lethal Weapon movies. That dude yeah. is bet that dude he was not a short timer. All right. Okay. It was, so it. Danny Glover I mean, was beating Rodney King. No, he's even not, worse. What? He's like the Django. He's the slave trader. What? <laughs> you're really you're you're just Throwing things out there. I this is your throwing it on the window. See what's me? So, yeah. So he's Danny Glover's been on the LA force for a long enough to retire, which means he was there during the Rodney King nonsense, which means he's almost as big as traitor. That's why he's guy. so he angry. His, yeah. Okay, that's why he's disillusioned. And let's let's run it back, right? So let's run it back. Let's run let's 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 okay. okay so I'll slow if, down. If, hold on a second. I want to go back to, to how many riots um have they had in in la quite a few i mean they've had the watts riots uh how long was danny glover's uh character a police officer in los angeles how many riots was he a part of how many 
how much how much corrupt shit uh, did he see, and how much did he actually do about it? We don't have any real context for, for how he was this guy. For all we know, Danny Glover's character could have been like the West Coast bad lieutenant, like like oh dude, like like, buff, like like he's just uh, running around Harvey Keitel movie, fucking robbing drug dealers. He's he's fucking you know like he's just being a real ter- terrible human being, being a real dirty cop. Um, but because he was also, cause he was also a family man, which is crazy because uh, Alonzo in, in training day was also a family man and he had a whole other family. All right. That's so true. we need to, we need to really think about Danny Glover as, as potentially being the basis for, um, for Danny Glover's character, or, or, or uh, for um, Denzel Washington's character. Denzel Washington, yeah, he's basically like his spiritual father. Yeah. Um, so Scotty just messaged me and said that his computer is crashing. All good. Yeah. There you go. So I'm sorry. Let me let me take back let me take back everything I say about Danny Glover. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Apparently, no. as somebody's listening because my computer is. Uh, I just crashed again. Like I can hear you, I think. You're oh, you're there. I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. I can't see it. My computer is having a conniption. We just basically covered that Danny Glover is um, was playing a corrupt cop in those movies. Um, and yeah, that, I heard bad lieutenant. And basically, that the predator character is sort of he's the the cleansing scrub in this that was Ethan <laughs> Hawke in Training Day. What if? What if they're on that end? What if Training Day and Predator 2 are essentially the same movie? Um, you just end up with more uh, dead people in Predator 2. Less fun deaths in, in uh, Training Day. Just... Like, you only had one or two good deaths in Training Day. You really only had yeah. one. You really only had one. You had, you know, like, uh, King Kong. And then you were like shot up by the Russians. He went out um, strong. He went he out did. strong with his voice heard. With the get ready, like lighten up some Newports. <laughs> hey, if you're gonna go, I mean, fuck it. If you know you're gonna die, why not? Yeah. Although, actually, he didn't really think he was gonna die. He didn't think that was gonna happen. He thought he was gonna end up on top because he always does. Hey, so I don't know if I restart my computer if it's gonna. And this it, Zoom meeting or not, and I can't see anything. Well, I'll tell you what. If it does, then that'll be the end of the podcast. Uh, I don't want to do well, that. Well, Temple of Doom, guys. We're... Temple of Doom is a great movie. Uh, you should check it out <laughs> on Netflix. Um, yeah. Before, before I mean, we disappear, I can't see anything, but I think I can finish for here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, so Brett from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Uh, threw out Inglorious Bastards. He also threw out Money Pit. Now I've seen Inglorious. I'm sure most of us have seen Inglorious Bastards several times. I've never seen Money Pit. Yeah. And Tom Money, Hanks has I, his own long list of conspiracy theories. He does. He's in jail apparently. <laughs> uh, I I so, can do either one. Uh, I would have to watch Money Pit. Inglorious Bastards I could do soon, but I'd have to. Is Money Pit even on a streaming thing? Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Money Pit's um, on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What about Hank's kids' uh, Instagram? Have you checked that out? 
Chet Hanks? No, I Chet don't. Hanks. Yeah. Chet Hanks Do recently, during all this stuff when his parents were in uh, Australia, his Instagram page essentially got scrubbed. He went from having thousands of posts to like 20. Um, another thing that he had, and he was very proud of this, he had his, his little all-seeing eye tattoo on his, on, his, on his heart, like it was a coat of arms. Um, mm-hmm. know who else has one of those? Yeah, like Brock Lesnar does, right? No, not well, not Brock Lesnar. Um, uh, Batista. Batista has Batista the very thing. same yeah. thing tattooed on his heart. I'm thinking yeah. it's it's like uh it's like a, an Illuminati <laughs> like money shot bullseye. But I think uh yeah, but I think Chet Hanks is a poser and he just is doing what he sees people in the hip hop community do. Like he's not really part. Of, I, well, if he is, I'd be really, I'd be really shocked. Well. Okay, so, man. But being a poser, I guess, is kind of part of it, I suppose. That you need to have your, like, little familiars. But if you're, if you're familiars, if you're Tom Hanks' kid, right? Like, you're, you're not even, like, like, Tom Hanks, you know, like, single dad in it. You're, like, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson's kid. Like, you were born, uh, Mm -hmm. with, with, with an extra $10 million. Um, yeah, it's, like, it's like being Spielberg's kid, like, and you're like, I oh, know, yeah, I'm fucking. Yeah, he's very out of touch. He's very out of touch. Yeah. Um. So, but with that being said, he's got yeah, photos on his Instagram. There's, that's something very weird that, about that, and there's that that is that something is like she 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 didn't. All right, I lost it. Did we lose him? Uh, we right, lost him. Are you there? We well, are there. I got you. Internet connection is unstable. Oh, who has the bad internet? It could oh, be mine's me. not saying that. Mine will tell me when I've got un- unstable internet. It hasn't said that in a minute. If he's getting it, if he's rating it, then it means it's on his end. Ha ha, Sean. My end. Oh. But I well, thought on my end also. Well, I mean, I can. I never lose Scotty. I only ever lose Bill. Yes. Oh. Me and Sean, we can <clears throat> We have this sweet, silky, southern thing going on, whereas Alaska um, But it's only happened a few times, so. But I have had some weird... <laughs> I've had some weird internet issues the past couple of days, so I don't know. It could be mine. It could be... Well, I have, I have Mediacom, which is nothing but a Chinese government, you know, corrupt agency. Yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> Then there's that. And like I said, I can't see my my laptop is crashed. I bought a two hundred dollar Acer and I I can't see anything right now. It's just a black screen. Oh. He bought that two hundred dollar Acer when he yeah, graduated man. basic training. <laughs> no, I bought an Acer. Might be time for an upgrade. Graduated sorry. basic training with with my star card. Listen, my wife controls my finances and she let me buy this crappy laptop. It happens. So, but we did just sell our I house for forty thousand dollars above what we paid for it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, excellent. So I will give her that. But yeah, thank you. All right. Well, I guess so, you can. I think, now you guys can I, afford to go live, like that. Live I can't with, see. Uh, I can't do anything. I got the unstable at this point. All right. So closing closing <laughs> arguments. Would you, re- Chet Hanks. would you recommend uh, Temple of Doom, Scotty? When I have to watch it, it's yeah. For for me, 
Indiana Jones is the greatest trilogy ever. So. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's not a it's not a bad movie. It's just it's no, not it's, as good as the other ones. Yeah, but it is a vital part of the trilogy. And if you're gonna watch the trilogy, is it vital? watch Temple of Doom for yeah. Oh, I think so. It gives you a great look at Indiana Jones when he's still dealing with the Chinese mafia before he gets into dealing with Nazis. It's true. Okay. All right. All right. Um, what would you recommend? And he then? wanted to get out of that India slave trade nonsense, and he wanted to start dealing with the occult, and that's why he got with the Nazis. And there's that. He got into some Aleister Crowley. He got into some Jack Parsons. Technology. Wanted to open up his own uh, spaceport in the middle of oh nowhere. I just cr- I just crashed real hard, boys. All right. <clears throat> All right, Sean. Any recommendations across the streaming services? I'm so happy. I'm sorry, Sean. Sean, I yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just happy I don't have to Sean, do that. I, I brought you on the show. Oh, I'm back in. Hey, I can listen. see things. Hello? Hello. If Bill gets him, he gets him. If not, so you. Bill, that's Alaska internet for you. Well, there he is. Bill's yeah, hey, back. buddy, you're back. Hey. Hey. All right, so what were you saying? You got cut off pretty early there, Bill. What was I start? What did, where did I start? I think we were just talking about whether Temple of Doom is worth your time. Okay. And you said it was. I thought he started with, hello, and welcome to the show. Um, well, that's true, yeah. So, um, yeah, most of us are kind of still stuck at the house to a, to a degree. If you're stuck at the house on a weeknight during the week, Knock yourself out. You're not going to find a, a better way to enter, uh, to entertain yourself in the middle of the, of the week than to go through the Indiana Jones trilogy uh, with your kids. Yeah, I'm really excited for when my kids are a little bit older to actually like watch them with them. It's going to be really cool. It also reminds me that I want to watch Bever- or Back to the Future 1 with my kids. I actually, I'm not looking forward to watching trilogies like this with my kids. That's because, you, that's because you don't like your kids. Um, Alaska, man. <laughs> right? I mean, because I can hear you just fine, Sean, and he's doing this choppy stuff. Okay. I just wanted to make sure it was. I didn't think it was me, but. Yeah, it's it's Alaska. The Hey, the Kenai Peninsula. It's actually pronounced Kenai, but I like to call it the Kenai. So, let's, like the, I mean. While Bill because is glitched, Scotty's hopefully this is recording okay. Oh, I love the P.I. <laughs> Can you hear us okay, Bill? Yeah. So, yeah, you keep going to these weird Decepticon choppy noises. Well, that's because I'm getting to the, the truth and to the meat, and the man is breaking me up. <laughs> that's the man. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have been talking about fucking Chet Hanks, buddy. You're stepping out. <laughs> All right, that's that's where it all think, that's where it all falls down. When you start talking about. I chat. think with uh, with technology, all this technology He's getting too close. Issues, <laughs> I think we should maybe let's let's do some plugs. Let's wrap it up, and I mean this we're, we're at just over an hour, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all agree. Just watch the movie, watch the trilogy. Don't ever watch Kingdom Skulls or whatever it's called. 
Why are you trying to suppress the truth, buddy? I mean, God, I just had a brain fart. The Billy Zane movie where he's in purple. Oh, the Phantom. The Phantom. Okay. Yeah, watch the first three Indiana Joneses, then watch the Phantom. <laughs> Actually, watch the, Phantom? the Shadow. Watch oh, the, shadow. the Shadow. Dude, falling uh, off the side of the building, hitting side <laughs> of the building on the way down. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, do we need to plug who? The Schnitzel Bomber? I will be there one day, right? There you go. Or are you going to do all this at the beginning of your show, Bill? I am going to do it all at the beginning of the show. I might... I might chop it up uh, and, and give some 30-second commercials, but, yeah, yeah. I might do that. Because your intro is, like, 42 minutes long, man. It's true. It's true. I need to – so, <laughs> you know, but it's 42 minutes of good information that you're not going to find elsewhere. It is the, the I don't best care. Best I don't care the about the Peninsula. Alaska marijuana <laughs> – the Alaska Marijuana Law, Section 288A1 says. I don't care. That's the important stuff, sir. I'll have you know. Yeah. I just lost my screen again, so yeah. I need to go buy a new laptop tomorrow. Yeah. So it seems like it. Yeah, I can't because I can't even I can't do anything. That's a hot take. All right. Yeah, man. <laughs> just or, or uh, you know, I don't know. Hey, do you have a good phone? You know, actually, I did uh no, uh, recorded with a friend that used uh, his phone, and it actually worked pretty well. I was surprised. Um, use your phone. You can. No, do- I'm a professional. Okay, um, I have six empty beer cans next to me. I'm. <laughs> no, I think if I if I just kind of convince my wife that I'm going to go buy some groceries, I can come back with a laptop, and she'll never notice. So that's my plan. As long as it all says Walmart <laughs> statement. It looks like the night See, the lights I'm dead. I'm I am just the voice. Yeah. You're you're okay, simply good. a voice so inside my head. Lights. Uh wait, you're trying to get me murdered? I've always been a voice inside your head, friend. You know this. All of this, man, it's just an illusion, brother. You're kind of living in the matrix right now. You're not really talking to me and Sean. You're just sitting in some simulation. And it's all fake. Well, okay. So if we're going to go by that, um, then then what are the images that you see, right? They're just electrical impulses that that your your eyes are telling your brains in front of you, man. But it's like, but it's not really there. It's just your, your eyes and your brain's interpretation of what's there. It's not like any of that's actually there, man. So there, there you go. There's a yeah. simulation theory. Um, yeah, and same thing. I would rather have a delicious steak every day than eating the gruel that they give me in the real world. Cyrus knew what was up, man. The Matrix. Listen, everything tastes like tasty wheat. You'll be all right. It's good. <laughs> and it tastes like styrofoam. I took a bottle rocket up the nose when I was seven. <laughs> all right. All right, let's wrap this thing up because I, I can't see shit. I'm lost in the woods right now. And all right. Well, we all agree that we all agree that we should watch the movie. Yeah, yeah, we should watch it. And uh, and while you when you're done watching yeah. it, head on over to Viewbox Podcast on YouTube, and uh, <laughs> give us a subscribe, and uh, check out our channel. 
We got uh, all sorts of fun and games over there. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. I had, thank I had a good time. By the way, thank Sean, you. Sean, for- you did way better than your brother. Yeah. Sean, thank you very much for coming on. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, no awesome. problem. Any, anytime, anytime you want to talk about love- weird shit. Yeah, you, you know what? I honestly would love to just take a night maybe and just spend like three or four hours just talking about the craziest conspiracy theories. That would be actually a lot of fun. I don't care if we record it either. Just do it. Well, I, I would... It's not, I would, it's not just not very often I meet somebody, a fellow traveler. So what I think that we should do is record it. Um, but also, um, we start, we're doing these red pill yeah, movie reviews so. on Woken Big. Um, and uh, breaking down, um, you know, what is inside, like transhumanism in the detective Pokemon. Um, you know... Just kind of going through different conspiracy theories and what their yeah, attachment is yeah. to, like the movie that we're watching, whether it's Agenda Twenty Twenty One or, um, sure, yeah. sure. I mean, the, the only problem I ever had is that I do everything for the other stuff I do. So yeah, that is like most of where my free time goes. So I don't. It's you know that's why it was so hard had to be you know kept being pushed off and pushed off is because i just i record a lot and i've been trying to like really grind on those zoo box stuff and go in different avenues and do interviews and stuff like i got interviews this weekend lined up so it's just sometimes it's hard for me but if you you know but if you ever do something like that and you think it would be interesting to have me on just give me a give me a shout and i'll try my best to uh, at least get on at some point that sounds good, man. Um, <laughs> if you want to join me when I, because I'll eventually do. Are we still recording right now?